brownies. You are listening to Keith James. He's your dad. Hello and welcome back to Tunes Britannia with me, Keith James. All afternoon we're taking your requests for your favourite British tunes. Uh, Today we're doing the 80s and that is the fourth time today we've had to play Phil Collins' studio. So please uh, dial in with your requests if they're not Phil Collins' studio. I believe we have got Barry on the line in Leon C. Barry, how are you doing? Afternoon, Keith. I've got to tell you, it's a lovely day down on the Essex seaside. Got my bucket and spade out and everything. And uh, don't worry, I'm not going to request Phil Collins. I'm not racist, just don't like him. Well, it's great to have you with us, Barry. Uh, Can I ask, what are you going to request that we play today? Well, Keith, I want you to play my favourite British song of the 1980s. Onk Ball Oof to Classer on my radio tonight. I remember it from Southend Technical College back in the day. We'd go out, have a few Stellas. This would be on down the club. We'd be having it. Well, Barry, I can tell you I actually remember that track from my own youth, but um, it's not actually technically a British song. I mean, it is It is by a Dutch band. What do you mean? No, it's not. It's English. It's, it's the song's in English. It's English. No, Barry, I'm, I'm afraid they do sing the song in English, but the song is actually by a by a Dutch band. That's why the song's called Honkball Hoofdeklaser on my radio tonight. I mean, that's not, it's not an English word, is it? What do you mean, Honkball? That's perfectly normal English, that is. I don't really... You're, you're trying to tell me that this song that I've been enjoying since the 1980s is not English. That's the problem that you've got these days. You try and say that a song is English and no, no one will let you. It's political correctness gone mad. Barry, the, the band are called Johannes Vonk and the Clogheads. They're a Dutch. They they sing in English, but they are they are actually Dutch. I, I promise you they're Dutch. First of all, saying that an Englishman can't be called Johannes Vonk is racist. You're part of the problem, Keith. I thought you were all right, but if you're trying to tell me that my favourite song, On Ball Ooster Class or On My Radio by Johannes Vonk and the Clogheads, who, by the way, are from Basildon, if you're trying to tell me that that is not an English tune, well, I might have to stop listening altogether. Barry, look, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, but as, as it is a great tune, I will stick it on for you. How does that sound? Bonza. Proper job. Cheers, Keith. Okay, everyone, uh, this is Barry's favourite English tune of the 80s. It's Honkball Hoofdeklaser on my radio tonight by Johannes Vonk and the Clogheads. In the flatlands of Holland, there's a game that we play. And when they're down at the Hogplats, then you know it's match day. It's all over the East Indies and it's down in Harlem streets And they're breaking out the polish but it's not for their cleats Put down your work clogs and pick up your glove Stand on the home honk, it's time to fall in On my radio tonight I hear the team announcements And I know the time is right And I know I mustn't say it though 
Hello, and welcome back to this free episode of Trash Future, that podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, we you're have, listening to Trash Future and the Gooch. <laughs> we we have listened. We have talked a lot about a lot of. Um, we done talked a lot about various kinds of policies, the histories of different things, uh, and I've decided I'd like to go back to basics this week. Uh, I've gotten just just some startups. I've just gathered some startups for us to go through future. today. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, yes, it's it's, it's back in the right. old days when it was just uh, when we didn't weren't as good at audio. Um, and to and to join us, uh, us being uh, myself, Riley, Milo, Olga, and Alice. Don't forget the uh, Gooch and the Gooch, <laughs> and of course, and of course, and of course, the yeah. Gooch, who I believe is uh, we controlling all Alice's soundboard. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I hate the gooch. <laughs> the gooch um, is very much the Spartacus of the Trash yes. Future podcast. Not what is a good gooch uh, drop? Because I got a bunch of drops, but like I'm trying to think which is like gooch mindset here. A nice tainty squelch. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, or like a before, jack and off noise would be a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. a guest, maybe, though. Maybe, I should, what's I should, a, what's I should a let jack you and off figure noise? it out. Maybe this is the gooch. <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up before I come back here and slap your tits. That, that sounds like something right. the Gooch would say. <laughs> Classic Gooch. Jo- so joining us as well um, is Alex Branson from the Episode 1 podcast. Uh, who's going to help us sort of with a little bit of retro TF today. Mm. How are you doing today, man? I'm, I'm doing good. I want to thank you, first of all, for like pretending uh, you're going to throw it back to like startups because you know I'm too stupid to talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks I for so- sparing me that. I've got some pol- I've got some politics for for oh, us today shit. as well. <laughs> yeah, you all you almost missed the vegetables, but no. It's like a box propped up with a stick. You think it's going to be some fun dumb startups and then it slams down and Riley is talking about the critique of the Gota program. Oh man, the Gota program? That's the somebody I used to know initiative. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I bring to the table. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, poorly defined. Um. Yeah. I mean, the the one political thing I do, I have noticed is that in the last two weeks, is it, the Democrats use in America used to be all about like young adult fiction, like Harry Potter and stuff, and it seems like they're more overtly going back to baby stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem just age regression. Uh, mm. Yeah, Liz Warren, it's weird horny stuff at the same time yeah. as, as the baby stuff. It's yeah. it's some kink shit where they say. Politicians or their moms and dads and stuff. It's cool. Age play. Um, you get you get a DNC goodie bag when you go in. That's got like all kinds of like pastes in it that you can eat while you watch it. You know, like little <laughs> ground up carrot and stuff. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. a toy with every vote. Also, um, what I what I really enjoyed was uh, some blue tech person referring to Michelle Obama as like Mister Rogers. You would. <laughs> 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 like, mm, yes, just like Mister Rogers made me feel like I mattered and that he was trustworthy. Michelle Obama is like Mister Rogers. <laughs> just like, like Mister Rogers made me horny as hell. So what the hell? Uh, it is. It is. It's very. It's. So that's something I've been unable to escape. And also that um, Meg Whitman, the uh, former Republican gubernatorial candidate for California and co-CEO of Quibi, spoke at the TNC. Quibi. Yeah, that's fucking right. (laughs) She she spoke about the necessity of being buried with a golden arm. 
That's right. Yeah. She was very, very insistent on that. Yes. Oh, there was one other uh, news item, which is uh, Steve Bannon got arrested by a federal law enforcement agency you do not know exists, uh, the U.S. Yes. Postal Inspection Service. Uh, that's fucking right. Don't fuck with the post, that's bitch. Right. That's right. Yeah. You'll get the, the horns. Po- no, I, I, oh, I, I, I like, those are some polite cops, I bet. Those are about... I bet they're apologizing the whole time they put the handcuffs on you. Cops who are in shorts. Yeah. I gotta say what I really like, <laughs> like about put this. you in the back is just, of one of the little vans. Is the idea of just like, these are guys who are, these are like, him and then Greg Stubbe, that representative we talked about who was angry at Facebook for hiding his likes. These are the guys who should be getting arrested by the enforcement divisions of bits of the state that you didn't know had enforcement divisions. Yeah, like, uh, I'm, f- I'm fully, happy this is fully, back. like, uh, NIST should be arresting, uh, like, Steve Bannon and his ilk for, like... Or, like, the people who get <laughs> who get uh, held back for, like... Oh, God. Sorry, my brain is fried, but the people who, like, get sh- caught shoplifting... I think like mall cops and just yeah. like Best Buy. Well, th- th- that's Best the thing. Buy they are the mall people. cops of the federal government. Like, that's right. Do you yeah. think they like they hang can't even out swat with, you? Do you think they hang out with like FBI agents and they're like, no, we're cool too. I mean, like, we, we open <laughs> mail. Damn. Um, I hate it when my <laughs> I hate it when my career is ended by the fish game and jet ski inspector. <laughs> so look, here's the thing. Uh, I, 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 these, these are some politics things that have been on my mind, but everything I've prepared today is all about st- three startups and one MIT Media Lab initiative. Mm. Ah. Um, all right, so we're going to start with the MIT Media Lab project. Uh, it is for something called wearable sanitizer, uh, and it has been... <laughs> okay, cool. But, Ooh. Yeah, we're just going to have like a bottle of hand sanitizer that you wear on top of your head like an ancient Egyptian priest, and it like melts down mm. you throughout the day. See, what I, I imagined replaced- was like a latex deodorant that you like slap on and it just like contains everything Ooh. in like a bubble. Yeah, is it, you, just you, can like, pop- you can just like tear off that top layer at the end of the day where you're looking like Joyce Carol Oates' keyboard. Uh, and you just like, you're, you're just fresh and clean after that. Yeah, that's right. I got breast implants full of Purell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Again, and I could just squirt it at you from a nip. All of you, yeah. all of you are very close. I think Alice is the closest. Uh, um, I would like to live patent the idea that I was, just had. What was no one is allowed to take it. Uh, w- the project is wearable sanitizer. And again, this would have been funded probably to the tune of millions of dollars by Unilever giving money to the MIT Media Lab. Oh, oh, I see. Because uh, right, this yeah. is why it doesn't have a snappy name yeah. like sanitizer, but without yeah, course, any. That's yeah. that's a shame. Ooh, yeah. So wearable sanitizer. So they say we present an open source wearable wearable sanitizer that provides just in time <laughs> automatically dispensed alcohol to a wearer's hand Gross. or nearby objects so using like, sensors or programmable shoes. a pistol thing where like you. Why slide is it so out? complicated? Wait, it's open source, but the only thing you can make it do is just create a pattern of spritzes. Yes. Oh, but hang on. Surely you could use it to dispense any liquid. So you just, no, you just sanitizer. You you modify it so it just does come. Um, as soon as I'm in a dangerous situation, my entire body secretes cum. That's that's Spider Man. Not my just cum a, either. I wear it an, on my dick so she doesn't know. An on-demand like skunk hole that just sprays hand sanitizer in a pattern. Like I don't feel like MIT. You know, they, they a little bit of waste of their talents. I would assume. Um, yeah, well, you'd think so, but this is the Media Lab, which exists largely to like sort of create little baubles. Like the MIT Media Lab also invented um, the alarm clock that rolls off your desk, so you have to stand up to turn it off. 
um, and a pair of eyeglasses that shocks you if you fall asleep. And they remain the most benign things ever done with Jeffrey Epstein's money. That's right. <laughs> uh, and they were also funded largely by Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Is this uh, true? Yep. Also, the glasses sound like that something that, that, that make you wear in like an Amazon warehouse. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so oh, it's that God. they're developing that kind of technology. Who would have thought that one guy's two things could be like pedophilia and Rube Goldberg devices? <laughs> what, a, what an interesting combination. Honestly, of that it, now that you say that out loud, that sounds like it makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He says, Build a Rube system- Goldberg machine. The cops should have to investigate all of your hard drives. So, yeah. we if I met a guy, right, and then you know he seemed normal and all right, and then later on you're talking to your buddies, and it's like, oh yeah, he's cool. He's really into Rube Goldberg machines, so I'd go, ah, there we go. He's got a whole series of <laughs> Little pulleys and freak. levers and marbles yeah. that make breakfast for him. I've got to call the postal inspection service on this guy, see what's going on with this guy's <laughs> yeah. We We systematically explore the design space for wearable sanitizers, aiming to create a device that not only seamlessly integrates with the user's body, but also frees their physical and mental faculties from other tasks. You know, like the mental faculties that get taken up by putting on hand sanitizer. I think, sounds- like, they get so obsessed with this idea of, like, just personal efficiency that they yeah. just, they, they gotta be doing, like... Spending 95% of their day just being as efficient as possible, right? I can't put the brain power to spray my own hand sanitizer because I'm too busy, you know, planning the child trafficking. So really, it's got (laughs) to do something that does it for me. Yeah. I, oh, well, I, I would just like to introduce you to this app that does the child trafficking for you. Yeah, that's right. So you yeah, can yeah. make so, your life even more efficient. You can spray all the hand sanitizer you want on anything. Well, actually, what happens is initially you roll an egg down a chute, <laughs> and then eventually a child from Albania emerges out of the wall next to you some minutes later. So, oh, it's uh, from Albania, so you have to send it back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the actual design of this, I'll, I'll paint a picture with my words, is best understood as a... um. A Spider-Man device of hand sanitizer? Yeah, no, it's, yes. it's the taxi driver yes. thing, where you, like, pull the gun out of your sleeve, except it's a little, like, tube of Purell. Yeah. and so you it's can, like a fireman was a pussy. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yes. It's, it's if Iron Man believed everything the lying fake media said about COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you can be you can be like a, a little health Spider Man, a superhero uh, and- named Safe Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Okay. Uh, at the Br- Branson performing at the RNC this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually going to happen, though, isn't it? Like Marvel are going to put out some chintzy ad that has Iron that. Iron Man. And it's going to be like, oh, well, I'm a superhero, but you know what's really something that superheroes do wearing a mask and washing their hands. Right. And that's how we can oh, all It's, be it's already gotten oh. considerably weirder than that, because this one set of farmers in Northern Ireland made a bunch of superheroes out of hay bales, but like wearing masks. Which is fully some... Hey, Spider-Man will drop a fucking paving slab <laughs> on your head right, if you so- don't wear a mask. What I learned is that Irish farmers don't work very no. hard on their farms. <laughs> you just fuck around with the bailing machine. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah just having fun. It's, fuck it's around August, and find out. too. What are they doing? <laughs> this be they the can do this season. in January. There are two things that Northern Irish Aquaman hates. <laughs> coronavirus and fucking prods. <laughs> uh, so look, 
Um, this that was this was just a little amuse bouche, right? This is what mm. the MIT Media Lab is, and I love this. Their their tagline is all about like inventing the future, and that's inventing the future is they're a Spider Man, <laughs> a Spider Man hand sanitizer dispenser. Because it, if it like it just it like secretes the hand sanitizer onto your hands for you by like a mechanism which you know you have to wear, yeah, it and it's definitely not complex. But yeah. then it can't rub it in for you. So you still have to stop what you're doing to like apply it, even though it's been like jizzed into your hand by a machine. The only thing that's going to be useful for is lube at a butthole. No, an, or <laughs> you just need another. Can you, can you tell? Can it tell when it sees a butthole? Why do you think I've been doing all of those butthole recaptures? <laughs> I'll tell you what you need. You need the. In order to really save time. What you need is you need the hand sanitizer Spider-Man device, and then you need another hand that will then come out of your sleeve and rub the hand sanitizer in, and then so it's a second device, really. Well, yeah, then you could just hand. fuck it, right? And then the whole yeah. nobody would use any of the thing; they just have That's a right. fucking mm. machine. That's right. They got to be yeah. really careful with this technology because they know if they push it too far, everyone's just going to fuck it. That's, That's true. why the they don't have the hand that rubs. That's right. Yeah, yeah you, everyone, you, you'd just be constantly sanitizing. Yeah, this is, this so, is hey, just yeah. what happens when Jeffrey Epstein dies mid-pitch, is he's just trying to sell them on, now give me a hand that rubs stuff, and then fucking gets arrested and, like, is murdered. And these fucking poor interns have to be like, what, do we, what the hell do we do with this hand-rubbing technology? The last, the so, last message so, before he died, he sent us was asking if we could design a brace for a, a high what bone. So I have another, I have another, another. I have a startup now. That was the the MIT Media Lab. This next one's a startup that's actually funded and operational. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Pad Split. Uh, uh, Branson, I'm going to give you the first guess. Pad Split. What do you think Pad Split does? Is it a big curtain you hang in your house so that you can get like a whole nother family in there? Oh my God! <laughs> yes. What? Oh, yeah, you got wow. it first try. I thought that was a good well, guess, what else, but dad. What Wait, else would it be? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I, I said, what else would not, it be? Because the only other thing I thought of is tampon stuff, and I thought that's too blue. I'm not going down <laughs> yeah. that route. We don't work freaking blue on this I gotta, podcast. I gotta, Periods aren't blue. Ads misguided you. <laughs> so, you, you weren't correct that it's not a curtain, but yes, that is essentially the function of this startup. It's an electronic curtain. It's a conceptual curtain. What the curtain. fuck does that mean? So you mean? can see through it? Short line. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go through this. Um, the tagline is called, It's Your Life, Take the Keys. Uh, oh, no. cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, good. take the keys to your life. That famous like expression. like going hiking now. Mm. Nice house, fresh start, new you. Makes a man. Why does this sound like a ZZ Top song? Yeah. And here's where here's where I realized that we had to do this startup for this episode because the founder's name was, I'm pretty sure, invented by Branson and Andrew on an episode of E1. Uh oh. Okay. The founder of this startup won Atticus LeBlanc. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think we've oh, used no. LeBlanc once or twice. It is, it is the quintessential. It is the perfect French name. <laughs> Absolutely, that is very. To have good. the yeah. Atticus so, uh, in there, that's so much. Uh, like that's a little extra dimension. It's very pleasant. Attic LeBlanc. I need a little background info on Atticus LeBlanc now. I definitely need to know where he grew up <laughs> and what street it is on in Manhattan. Um, okay, so Atticus LeBlanc. Um, I have lots of information about Atticus LeBlanc. In oh fact. no! Yeah, is it a look? Yeah, yeah. he looks. Uh, Paint a picture with yeah, your he, words, Riley. Mm. Yeah, he's. Uh, I would say he is. Um, he he has a, a six head. Um, a six head. Yeah, it's like four head, five head, six head. He's got a very oh. large forehead. 
Um, and most most of his face is sort of collected towards the bottom. Uh, um, classic space is, saving. Yes. He's, he's got a pad split on his own head. Yes. <laughs> so um, basically, he is uh, from Georgia. And oh, this is like a local startup. Atticus. Okay, it's a different kind of Atticus. Mm. I thought this was like a, oh, a new yeah. school kind of Atticus, but instead it's a simple country lawyer kind of Atticus. Yeah, his yeah. dad yeah, is yeah. definitely named Beauregard. Yeah. <laughs> so, founder Atticus LeBlanc, uh, along with his friend, uh, friends, yeah, just like, again, like Bradford Hawkendock, just all of the yeah. E1 characters, <laughs> uh, yeah, believes that affordable housing should exist for everyone and shouldn't be a barrier to building your life. Okay. Huh? Okay. All right. Sounds good uh, how- so far. How is this going to end with somebody jacking off in my house? Uh, so this this next um, line is from an article entitled, This co-housing startup wants to help the working class. No, no, oh, no. Oh. I always trust it when rich guys want to help the working class. It's never gone wrong before. Yeah. Especially with a startup. Yeah. You know, every startup that a rich guy says, this is going to be like a social impact company. It always goes through that way. That always gets borne out. When you said a rich guy is going to help the the working class get housing, I was skeptical. But when you told me his name was Atticus LeBlanc, <laughs> Milo, there is so much more. Again, this guy, I, I, I if, if you're listening to this show and you don't watch episode one, you should watch it. Uh, watch, listen to episode one. Um, but this guy is an episode one character. In every mm. way. Like, as I go through more of this information, it will be he more obvious. For, sure, um, you live in a flat chair, but you can VR yourself into a Sims mansion. You know, he ran is for this, school is this board of De- in Decatur in 2014 and got owned. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's very oh, satisfying. He's a Yale guy, found that out. I just found his picture, and he looks like he gets beat up at folk shows. <laughs> okay, I'm sliding into his DMs. <laughs> so, PadSplit is a digital housing marketplace that allows private landlords to convert single-family homes into affordable co-living residences. No. Oh, okay. They're, okay, so they've invented a flop house. That's what's happened here. They've... Yes, but it's, it's, it's a slum, but like a woke slum. The revolutionary concept of putting Romanians on bunk beds. <laughs> but there's like a sign on the door that's like, remember, don't say the N-word. These residences are fully furnished, renovated to specific standards. It doesn't say what the standards are, uh, just that no. they're specific. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Including private bedrooms alongside a shared kitchen and a common space. Many ask LeBlanc what makes this different from a traditional boarding house, which is illegal. Uh, and he says, "Shut up, boarding house illegal." Yeah, well, it's because it's like a it's like a single family home that you can't have like a board you can't have a boarding house. Um, Jesus, you, you yeah, were you kidding yeah. about this guy's friends also having E one names. He founded his uh, his like construction company with Stan Sugarman. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's basically like it's it's illegal to like rent single rooms with shared spaces you have to like in 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 georgia you have to give people like full flats at least oh okay yeah oh that's not illegal here no (laughs) we love that shit here uh unless it's like zoned to be a dormitory or something okay Okay. can i just read his uh twitter bio real quick dad husband and entrepreneur amateur philosopher yes wannabe singer cool housing nerd with a bias for action Oh my god, that's terrible, man. You can tell, like, I w- there's a lot of people that go for that bio and they're like a generic businessman. 
like where they <laughs> don't do like if they people ask them what they do they just say i'm a businessman because they can't explain their insane companies and, and you can tell kooky, like semi-professional bowler fuck you, you meticulously write your very weird profile where you're <laughs> very much like a predatory capitalist and you're trying to look as soft and woke as possible so that no one yells at you i That's love like pickling thing. things and also exploiting the poor <laughs> That's like a thing Russians do when they don't even have a business. Like a guy, like a guy who like drives a taxi will say like, "I'm a businessman." Like, yeah. what do you do? I'm a taxi so wait, that's driver. Just lying. Technically, it's business. <laughs> yeah, Russians invented yeah. lying. Look, I provide services. People pay me for these services. It's it's Russian, Russians are liars. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking right. Yeah, we're so, on to you, Russians. So, what's the difference between hitchhiking and ride hailing? He asked me when I posed the question. It's a question of yeah, legitimacy. Right, so essentially, he's just like, look. <laughs> I'm wearing a toga of- asking me about the form of forms. Fuck off. So effectively yeah. what's happened here is um he's saying that look, because my company has a website and isn't just a bunch of flop houses, it's legal. Okay. Well I guess I guess it must be legal, because otherwise they probably would have stopped him. <laughs> gestures to the entire back catalog Look, of this podcast. You know what I mean? It must be the, like it must be like fig leaf legal. There must yeah, be a yeah. the Georgia flop house investigation division are fully on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like four, four guys in windbreakers with like neck rolls are like on this guy's fucking case. Georgia so, Flophouse is dark, Chapo. <laughs> so, uh, LeBlanc believes this country has a serious affordable housing problem and innovative solutions are needed. Innovative solutions mm. not needed. We know the solutions that we are needed. We don't need regular ones. solutions. We need innovative solutions. Yeah. The good ones aren't going to help me. No. Because we, we, just, bu- just you know, building a house, no. Trying to sort of magic a house with some like legalese and some renovations to an existing single family home that helps me Atticus LeBlanc the 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 correct approach is to do the sitcom style putting a a line of tape down the middle of the living room and saying this half is mine I can do whatever I want here yeah also, that's going to be how uh, America heals its political divide uh, by putting, you know, resistance libs living with QAnon people. And then, A, that creates entertainment programs. And B, you know, they can overcome the political divide. They have a lot in common. They both believe in mad conspiracy theories. <laughs> so he also loves talking about how his startup is great because it involves no recourse to public funds for building houses. Cool. Okay. He says, I felt very strongly that if you wanted to solve the affordable housing crisis, you had to figure out a way to demonstrate to the private market how affordable housing could be as profitable than market rate housing, as market rate housing, rather. Because Mm. if you could demonstrate that to the private market, then guess what? Everyone would do it. And you would start to dig yourself out of this massive hole we've created for ourselves in terms of the lackable affordable housing in in our country. So for the cost of a federal subsidy for a single unit, he says, pad split can create 50 slums. Cool. I don't see Absolutely any downside to this. I mean, I presume he didn't actually use no, the word slum. Uh, he said units, but yeah, essentially slums. But then if you actually look at what's happening, all of the landlords for pad split technically qualify for housing subsidies <laughs> from the federal government. And also he builds them all in what are called opportunity zones where you don't pay federal taxes if you buy property and start a business there. Oh, he's, he's fucking Joe Swinson. It's, yeah. it's a swin zone, baby. Yeah. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, housing wallets, what's happened is this just seems like a regulatory dodge. Uh, you'd be right. And it's also a tax grab. Hmm. Cool. That yeah. fucking rules. I like what I love about these people is that like, I, like, it's hard to tell with Atticus LeBlanc. I'm erring on the side of stupid guy. 
Like, I don't think he's an evil guy. I think he's a stupid guy because he he genuinely doesn't realize that, like, there are competing priorities when it comes to providing something like affordable housing. And he's like, look, I've just made it. So there's affordable housing and it's profitable yeah. somehow. Don't ask me where that profit came from. It must have come from being efficient. It's an innovation it can't have come guy. from making the rooms the size of rat cages. Yeah, yeah. That can't be it. It's 100% evil. I'm going the evil route because he's a southerner with the name of a three musketeer. Which means he's evil. <laughs> yeah, it's like an I think old I'm- school cavalier. He definitely owns like a white horse that he rides around on. Mm. Uh, oh, it says here later. he just ra- raised ten million dollars. So uh, mm. I'm gonna go with evil. Yeah. See, uh, Branson's got this one. I'm afraid, Milo, because here's the next bit of information. Oh, Okay. Uh, he was the co-founder of a company called Striant Investments LLC, which sounds like Jacob mm. Wall owns it, mm. and also Striant Construction and Management. And here, everybody brace yourselves for the next sentence. Like, hold on to something. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. He has been an affordable ha- housing advocate and investor since 2008 when he be- began acquiring distressed single-family homes in oh, Southwest Atlanta. This motherfucker. Oh, uh, <laughs> Okay. I love to I love Ooh. to acquire a distressed family home in 2008. Uh, mm. You know, just, what, what, just what's from in South Atlanta. I bet it's the rich part, probably. When you call it a distressed family home, it makes it sound like it's on an old Indian burial ground or something. <laughs> That's right. Do you say advocate but mean collector? I think he's I think he's confl- well. You know what he is. He, he says, loves it. That's why he's bought so much of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he loves it. He's he he wants everyone else to get in on it. It's like, so affordable. He owns hundreds of them. <laughs> no, it literally is. He wants other people to get in on it because he says, "Look, you t- you can just be a slumlord." Yeah, you could, there's a loophole, a regulatory loophole. This you can just do it. Oh, well, I'm like, just a simple country slumlord. But no, he's doing. He's, oh, it's he's a- creating slum feudalism. He wants to be a slum liege. You can just call anything a startup now, and everyone's just going to assume it's better. <laughs> oh, it's a start. No, this is a startup. You got that wrong. Yeah, no, it's not a slumlord that chops up pre-existing houses and then, you know, rents them at a profit. It's a startup. There's an app, so it's fine. Yeah. There's a website. Uh, so here's. So he says. PadSplit was founded in 2017 after earning a grant from Enterprise Community Foundation ATL Challenges Affordable Housing yeah, Competition. ATL Challenges Black sounds Black like Black. a... So essentially what actually happened is it was started with um, either public or social investment money. And again, there, there's a certain legal cool. definition that varies country to country and state to state. But usually if you're engaged in social investment, so in the US you're a B corporation, then essentially you're taxed at a lower rate anyway. And mm. if you're an inve- a social investor, so this would be like an impact investor. So there are there are funds around the country mm. where they say, look, we we invest, and then we'll usually pay we'll pay out a return for the people whose assets we're managing on the basis of financial performance, yes, but also the like hitting of certain um, community goals. Mm. So, for example, the investment might pay out its full value if the charity it's um, it's funding like houses thirty people or whatever. So, mm. it's a way to try to marketize like social goals. And so, PadSplit is mainly founded by funded by that stuff. And given what I've just said about it, should probably demonstrate that all of that is complete horseshit. Oh, he's a we big fucking weekly rentals guy, which is just fucking awful. Because it's great if you're a young kid in Atlanta and your mom's working three jobs, you can move 30 fucking times before you're 18. And still be in the same house. He is, is, according to his LinkedIn, a big picture guy. 
with a lot of real estate oh. slash construction knowledge. Uh, you didn't say yeah. that. We've been trashing I'm this guy, but it's a big... Oh. You, need a, you need a big picture yeah. to get that whole forehead in. That's what yeah. I'll say. Here's the thing, right? A conviction right? to improve our communities and a, one of his um, endorsed oh, he skills have a conviction for something. is uh, cold calling. So altogether, seems like a cool <laughs> guy. <laughs> Uh, and you know also, what else? Oh, the go fuck, ahead, go I'm sorry, but the cheek of calling it a pad instead of a house, that that is the last drop for yeah. me. I know. It's like it's very nineties. Yeah. It's a pad. Just chilling with the dudes at the pad. Who are the dudes? We'll give you there? a free a bunch of immigrants chair. that you don't know. <laughs> yeah, well the thing is he actually is he was able to come up with all of these interesting regulatory dodges to provide all of these slums. We can't because- legally call them houses, <laughs> they're pads. Because they don't look, pass any it, regulations. It may, it may look to you like a drainage culvert, but it's a pad. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if the in the, if the inspectors come around legally, it's a kennel. <laughs> Start woofing, motherfucker. So he what it is is he's actually saved a lot of time because he's never had to like waste all his all his time picking up a hand sanitizer and putting it onto his hand, putting it back down, close. That's like four things. This is a guy who could really benefit from the uh, hand sanitizer Spider-Man. There's one rule of living in this building. Do not let the mailman in. The mailmen <laughs> are fucking get... on to me, man. <laughs> uh, Listen, um, we chopped up the basement into seven different sections. Uh, just try to find your way around. There's a minotaur down there. We don't know what to do. Yeah. There's a very nice Austrian family. <laughs> so he actually has a... <laughs> You're not going to believe this Every shit. fucking time. He did. He wrote a piece in Forbes entitled How Systemic Racism Exists in U.S. Housing Policies. Because uh, you created it. <laughs> I don't think we can give him that much credit. Yeah. I mean, he's reinforcing it. He's Sorry. doing his best to help. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, one more thing about Padsplit, which is they have a new product line. Uh, mm. As a result of COVID, so don't worry. Oh, okay. If you're worried about the looming eviction crisis in America, Pad Split is here to help. Is it a room that automatically misses you with hand sanitizer? <laughs> it uh, automatically misses you with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Pad Split, according to LeBlanc, wants to lead the charge in privatizing affordable housing and creating a new model for people to... I love to- that he's just said that sentence out loud as though that sounds good to anyone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, we want to privatize the, it. Listen, yeah, listen, we want to, we want to the, take it away from you so it's owned by us. The, the, the thing, the blog post that he did on Forbes before system, how systemic racism exists in US housing policies a week before was weekly rent payments are better for everyone. Uh, okay. that, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's not true. It's fucking 100% not true. I used to work at a group home in Chicago, and I work for an adoption agency now in Jersey. And, like, the fucking, the biggest destabilizing thing is fucking kids moving constantly. I had so many kids that would just be like, all right, we move every single year. And now mm. if you have that magnified by week by week, probably so that you can evict people quicker is probably the whole reason for it. Check this out. Let me let me fucking let, let me read you some of this article. What day of the week is it? This is how he opens it. I'm guessing that in spite of your t- He's got a brain parasite. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, this guy's just Joe Biden. <laughs> Who's president? Uh, listen, listen, Mac, what day of the week is I'm it? I'm guessing that in spite of your tangled work-at-home schedule, with one day blending into the next during quarantine, you are still able to answer this question. How about if I ask you which day of the week Fuck you, the off. first of next month falls on? Unless you happen to be reading this at the end of the month or staring at a calendar, this God, this is just good writing. This answer probably mm. isn't on the tip of your tongue. 
Yet nearly every landlord in the world expects their tenants to pay their bill and budget around the first day of each month. Wait, sorry, hold on, hold on, Alice. Are you saying that given what Olive Branson has said about how harmful like weekly rent payments tend to be, the justification for why he says yes, but what you get is this day of the week oh, thing? It's substantially more evil than that. The, two two ha- other highlights from this. Unfortunately, in more than a, de- a decade as owner and manager of hundreds of residential properties, I've seen multiple occasions where households living paycheck to paycheck decide to pay a utility bill or even a cable bill before they pay their rent. In some of these cases, it's led to an eviction. Mm. Just a naturally occurring eviction. Yeah. Yeah. Can't it's, 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 it's also just a great mentality to have the rent constantly due. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Fuck. Mm. How well? Here's what what LeBlanc is going to do now. He wants to because, like, if you think about like the slum the slum lord privatization mentality is like, look, I'm not going to capture the big. I'm not going to capture the right of the value curve. Right. I'm not going to get sort of the where most of the wealth is. I'm going to get the long yeah, tail. But, but I'm going to. You mm. think that that sounds very bad? But have you considered when I started creating weekly bills for residents? I found that the cadence made budgeting significantly easier for them. Oh, because it's constantly due. On one occasion... Oh god, it's such shitty condescending On one occasion... You don't need to think, when's the rent due? Because it's due every day. On one occasion, after a resident had been able to save enough money to purchase a car, I received a personal thanks for teaching her how to budget. Even... Uh, Fuck off! Uh, Ah, Fuck you, buddy. I mean, this is... (laughs) Thank your landlord. Tip your landlord at the end of the year. Uh, Make sure to get them something nice on Christmas. This is me just like a mediocre New York club comic going like, hey guys, remember to tip your landlords. All right, have a good night. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. The logic he's using here is the same logic as like, oh, it's really difficult to remember just how much rent you owe every month. So just... Give us all of your money. You're telling me that so much you easier. Get the money paid directly to us, and then we'll give you the money that's <laughs> not. A landlord in Georgia named Atticus is being paternalistic. It, I, no. <laughs> so here's the last. America thing. needs a new daddy. Jesus Christ! This is probably uh, the biggest piece of shit we've talked about on here. I, we, I, we we nearly let this one go. We were like, "No, nah, he seems dumb, but whatever." And uh, you dig into this a little bit, and it's like, "No, actually, I'm getting thank you cards for making the rent every week now." Yeah. So what he wants to do is he wants to create the Airbnb of um, boarding houses. Oh fucking hell! Just stop calling things the Airbnb of things. Just please stop. So. Where basically he wants to have an owner-occupied pad split where you can use pad split to rent any room in your house weekly, long term. He wants to be the Airbnb of something, but it's more the quibby of just slumlords. Mm. Also, that's just Airbnb. Living like having a house and renting out the rooms for short periods on the internet—that's just Airbnb. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, tell Atticus LeBlanc that because he's rebranded Airbnb as how you find your house. And hey, maybe you live one place one week and one place the next. Yeah. Why don't, awesome. why don't move every They're fully day. furnished with whatever they had at the closest Ikea or Target. Mm. So yeah, with, I think the, with the paintings edge- that just say like ATL or just together. Just <laughs> good right. Airbnb decorations, but you only, you live there and it's one week. Mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And you, but the th- great thing is, 
you're never going to get too much shock because yeah, when you move into another pad split that's got it, it that's like down the street, it has all the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's interchangeable. The same Jonathan Safran Foyer books on display. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the same one succulent. Yeah, the fake succulent that somebody has still tried to water. Uh, oh, and of course, it's got uh, the broken coffee maker that doesn't and maybe has never worked. Yeah, the one pod coffee maker for people who have a child's amount of coffee. That's right. Mm. Oh, great. I love I love that. That's the future. It's either you own the company pad split or you live in a pad split. Over a long enough time scale, that's what it is. What yeah. about the bottle of ketchup that's like burgundy? Ooh. Ooh. Um, drink yourself down to the size of a borrower and live in this doll's house. It's cost effective. <laughs> so, the worst thing I always noticed about like Airbnbs was whenever I'm in, I got to go to New York, right? Uh, I got the hot pipe, right? And every Airbnb is right by the toilet. That's like a feature I feel like you have to have in Airbnbs. Yeah, I got is the a hot pipe. Scalding yeah. right. hot. And I'm a big guy. I got long yeah. legs and, you know, it's it's scorching up there. Yeah, you need to. Uh, it's uh, that's that's also going to be great, right? Like if you're because like there's there's no regulation of a pad split. It's technically a single family home. Yeah, he's just forcing you into a family, which is extremely funny for like polycule reasons. <laughs> so the definition of a single family in um in Atlanta is hang on, um, a single family is up to six unrelated people plus another four as long as the latter occupy <laughs> oh, no man. more than two rooms. Welcome to the family, what? Yuri. Enjoy your room. I have to list you as my son now on the census. <laughs> Well, it's only, it's only six people, but also another four. <laughs> but they're not included in the six. So it's six people. There are just four other people there. No, it's there Atlanta are six people. Housing they can... Commission of Franz Kafka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, the <laughs> six people, four of whom are cockroaches. <laughs> they don't count. Don't worry about them. So the thing is, right? The the one I, I sometimes like to I like to try to have like a little bit of a vegetable in every startup. Which in this case, mm. the vegetable is. Um, it's completely funded by social impact investing and it appears to just be a slum app. So, nice. you know, social impact investing uh, appears to be horseshit, at least in this case. But he has so, a, he, he got, owns his own sweater vest. You're telling me that this man d- isn't Mr. fucking Autumn man? Isn't nice? Well, this is the I mean, this is the the I, this is the thing that got us like, you know, um uh, uh Michelle Obama is Mr. Rogers, Elizabeth Warren appears mm. to be a kindly preschool teacher, and everyone's just lapping it up. It's the the triumph of aesthetics over substance. Atticus yeah. got the idea for Pad Split while watching Alf on TV. <laughs> That's right. Kin- a remake of Kindergarten Cop where the Arnold Schwarzenegger character is played by Elizabeth Warren and then he's going up, she's, Elizabeth Warren's going up to kids in a bad Austrian accent and going, what is your mommy's name and what does she do? <laughs> so let's talk uh, about- it, let's He, talk he about, just okay. thought, what if Alf paid rent? He should be paying rent to the family and then <laughs> it was, yeah. was bored. So uh, let's talk about Heka. H-E-K-A. This one is not at all evil. It's just very fun. Hecken Woofer. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck you. Hecka, <laughs> uh, H-E-K-A. I'm going to throw back to our guest for the first guess. What do you think that does? Hecka. Okay, well, um, first response is usually wrong with me, and I think it's going to be some obnoxious, like, meme dog thing. And uh, I'm not going that route, but Hecka is probably one of those fake words they use now. When you make a startup, you need like a Bibu or a Quibi or something made up. So I'm guessing right. Hecka will be something not necessarily. 
it's going to be some tech app that seems like multi-level marketing. I'm going uh-huh. for that. Okay. I'd say conceptually you are in the correct ballpark. Uh, I'm going to throw over to Olga now. Okay. Heka, two things. First of all, like sounds very Scandinavian to me. Mm-hmm. So something, I don't know whether it's like from, from a Scandinavian country or like minimalist or whatever. It's British. Interesting. Uh, another thing I will say is that a lot of the time they will take an app that sounds like a word already, and I'm getting health. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So it's sort oh. of multi-level marketing and reselling, and it's to do with health. It's health, and it's British. Ah. Okay. So it's a laser that scans your face when you walk into a bathroom to determine what gender you are. <laughs> uh, that would be very British, but no, in this case, I'm afraid that is not correct, Alice. Can you take us home with what you think Hekka is in the knowledge that it is absolutely not evil at all? It's, it is purely it's not stupid. evil, but it's health related. That's a narrow niche because all of the health stuff is evil. Does it like I, I does it monitor your butthole? Are we back to that again? No, it's not. Okay, so I'll do the I'll do the first bit of their tagline: Hekka for a happier, butthole. healthier butthole. humans. Butthole. Okay, well, oh, wow. still, we're we're right back at square one. That doesn't give us anything. <laughs> Does happier mean like a mental health thing? Uh, what is, yes, uh, mental health is a big part of this, but it's not the entire thing. It monitors how many stogies you smoke in one <laughs> day. What is it Heka? It says, good job, you enjoyed that stogie. <laughs> Great, awesome. Uh, what is Heka? Heka is a belief. A belief that each human is unique. Okay. Oh, man. I, I don't think it is a belief. And I think we're going to find out what it is. And that we can work with the power of the individual to inspire them to be all that they can be. Uh, oh, God. Who, who the right, fuck so it's a religion? This? <laughs> yeah. It's a cocaine subscription service. Uh, Heka cocaine is, does make you believe in yourself, much more than whatever this is. Heka is also for everyone. What lights my fire puts wind in my system. Sorry, this is also an... It's e- religion. This is also... This is also uh, E1. This is something that an E1 character would have come You've up with. You've given us no information. This, this is sounding this, a bit kinky. It's it's just sounds like uh, Nexium so far. <laughs> yeah, where, where does the branding, like literal physical branding with a brand, come into this? Uh, it is a little triangle, but the bottom of the triangle is slightly elevated, so it doesn't actually join the rest yeah, of the triangle. Yeah, looking forward to getting that like marked on my fucking like <laughs> like finger web, I guess. Hekka is also for everyone. What lights my fire, puts everyone. wind in my sails, and gets my wheels turning will not be the same as for you. Everyone has a different sweet spot, and we're committed to helping each oh, human find their spark. Thing. It's a, it's a f- yeah, it sounds no, like a, a sex thing. thing. It's not a sex thing. Do you put Hekka- the triangle in you? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> the most uncomfortable it's a kegel butt triangle. Butt. I'd like to go to the office and be like, guys, you want me to put this in me? Or what are we doing here? <laughs> What's going on with this Hekka? I've, I've, not found, I've been using Hekka for weeks and I've still not found my sweet spot. I am bleeding from the anus, though. Can you? Yeah. Hekka is different for everyone, but Hekka is for everyone. This is, this this is, is just a riddle, man. What the no, fuck? This is just what a religion. I have a mouth, but do not speak. <laughs> Hekka is a lifestyle. We take every single human at their starting point. Whether they're an early riser, a night owl, a city commuter, or a stay-at-home worker. This is is surely Alice, yes. Like a harvesting children? Mm -hmm. It is also a sleep thing. It's also a bit of a mental health thing. 
Is um, it an alarm clock? Does Liz Warren? No. I would be Liz more Warren... comfortable if it was a sex thing yeah. at this point. This is pissing me does off. Does Liz Warren come out of your phone and like read you a bedtime story and burp you? It's such it's such bad writing. Like imagine the blurb for your company. You're this far down and you still have no if, idea. If pitching it, I'd be snapping my fingers. I'd be like, "Let's go, buddy. Come on." I'll join your religion. I'll put it in me. Just what do you want me to do? And I'll do it. How long do you think this elevator ride is? Yeah. It's a triangular Bible that you stick in your anus. Fine. Just get to the point. Well, it's not an object. The logo is the triangle. This is how they get people to get join. Just stop talking. I'll join. Here's my money. Yeah. God. A hecka is real change. Oh, my God. <laughs> We believe one little thing leads to another, a small yeah, change to a larger, works. real change in being, thinking, or mind, or mood. Uh, yeah. I have another real hint uh, th- here this, now. This, no, this is a honey trap designed by DARPA to ensnare podcasters. <laughs> oh yeah, we've definitely <laughs> spoken some kind of activation phrase at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Branson, do you, do you feel any kind of need to... Um, to engage in some kind of political subversion now that you've heard that? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I'm f- I'm in the middle of the air, man. I'm waiting for the f- my, the- my feet to hit the yeah. ground. <laughs> Just destabilizing. Feeling like I'm gonna get a job at a book depository. Yeah, I- I'm feeling I'm feeling Manchurian over here. Yeah. Through the HECA dashboard, you'll witness how humans in your team are inspired to be healthier and happier one by Stop one by one. Stop saying human. What's a team? It makes you sound like an alien. <laughs> What's team? Just call them people. Is this yeah, like something know. to make your coworkers stop smoking? <laughs> yeah, Branson, yes. That's part what? of it. Uh, okay, your, 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 your Atticus-like uh, issued polycule will have a hacker where you will all get together and do self-criticism of each other for, night, like, smoking. Oh, it's a struggle session. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, so, I really wish Yuri would stop eating all the red cabbage on his side of the living room. Uh, it stinks up the whole <laughs> place. So, um, I'm going to do, uh, with all of that poetry being read, and knowing that it involves a dashboard and humans in your team, I'm going to do one more round of guesses as to what we think it is, then I'll tell you. Is, is it like, basically, a WhatsApp group where you do group yes. therapy? Yes, it has no. to be. No, that's what it is. It's scolding. Oh, is it like um, an Addict Anonymous thing, but it's on online? No. It's for businesses that yes. want to have financial incentives for their employees to go to the gym and stop smoking. Yes. <gasps> oh fuck! So what? it's just Vitality Health Insurance, but related to your I've, job. And I've no worked for nonprofits for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, and you're very good is, at this. They will never pay you more money, but you get all these incentives. You'll make like twenty eight k a year, and you get all these incentives where you get like free therapy over the phone. You get real borderline awful health care uh you get to take a cooking class if you put in this code and you, and that's all the incentives you get you will just be poor but you have all these great amenities that's it's a hundred percent something that somebody who runs a nonprofit will be like this will be nice that's exact that's exactly it that's precisely what it is oh god i want to die so they offer a mindfulness app no life coaching oh. Life coaching, yeah, get off this fucking app. <laughs> Yoga, which is fine. Um, a gong bath. Oh, a gong Whoa. bath. 
Is that a bath for your gong? All right, hold up. I'm going to clean your gong out real good. Is that like a gong farmer? You're just like bathing in shit? I'm dying of diabetes. It's either that or it's real racist. I'm going to Google. No, it's just... It's just you lie in a room and then someone hits a gong and then you bathe in the sound. All right, it I googled sounds... gong bath and the first thing that came up is a Vice article, so I'm closing the yeah, browser. Just... This, is, this is fucking. Just, this is pizza gate it's... shit, right? The gong bath is like suspiciously expensive, and they're not sure why all these like wealthy people keep signing this up. This is for what it. was. In no one will talk about what goes on. It was a gong bath. Yeah, it's boring ayahuasca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bonging ayahuasca. You also can do uh, tai chi. Or sound healing, which is somehow a different category from the gong bath. It's a different kind of sound. Uh, and also Reiki, which is where someone sort of hovers their hands over you. Sa- sound healing is where they just play you Limp Biscuit songs until you feel yeah. better. So Reiki company- rocks. I love watching yeah. Reiki videos. It's like you, you watch a bunch of Reiki videos and then YouTube will automatically recommend like cat refuses to walk over the Koran. It's <laughs> 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 just the best part of the Internet. Uh huh. So they have a couple of good blog posts. Um, how to support the mental health and work life balance of employees working remotely. They say stuff like focus on internal motivation, use accessibility to, to inspire, <laughs> use choice to empower. Do a Zoom gong. Yeah. At no point uh, <laughs> is at no point ever. I mean, obviously, at no point is pay them more going to be on the list of things to do because that wouldn't make hecka any money. Um, but you know, it's that's what they say. It's it's made to combat. You know, the federal government invested $2 billion to fight the Sunday scaries. And, and, so, and this is part of this, that. Uh, one thing I will say is if we had elected Marianne president of the US, this would be the only government agency. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the United States gong inspector. <laughs> yeah. So the, the gong another inspector blo- also goes through your medication to make sure you're not taking antidepressants. <laughs> oh, and. And also, if you make sure you're not, like, sneaking illegal symbols into raves. Um, so what else we have? We have... Uh, illegal symbols. We have... HECA also supplies a Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs pyramid. Oh, for fuck's sake. They say, so for your physiological need, uh, you can support your people to fulfill these needs by providing them with... How, how do we guess that they provide the uh, support for physiological needs? Does anyone guess that it's money? Anyone at all? No. Nope. No. Good. Correct. Uh these are the knowledge and tools to sleep well and guidance on having a healthy diet. So you can fulfill people's physiological needs with tools like meditation apps. I love to be miserable and vegetables. underpaid and try to like eat something that tastes good to make myself feel better and be scolded by a person yeah. with a fucking gong. Yeah, you're trying. They'll just go. Listen, technically, a human being, it's healthy to eat dog food. It, you can live I'm trying, for a long time on yeah, just dog food. I'm trying to eat like a fucking candy bar and I just hear a it, The logical conclusion of this is that you're just going to get tracked for eating Wendy's spicy chicken sandwiches and you get $5 off your paycheck every single time you eat one. <laughs> yeah. my, my humans always want to eat wet food, but the dry food is better for them. I tried to replace I, I, the wet food with gong. What we've invented is the public morality law from Demolition Man. Where I, I had a job real quick um, because I actually got paid $13 more every two weeks if I promised I didn't smoke on one of these. <laughs> what? I got $13 more on my paycheck every week if I promised that I did not smoke cigarettes. I mean, d- did you? 
uh, no, but you know, <laughs> even if I did, I would have said yes. Yeah, Wait, snitch on myself, but <laughs> yeah. that's that's how this is gonna go. This is the end game. It's, well, it's also just like, uh, did you did you take your gong bath before logging on to work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get ten dollars no. more. Sorry, I was I late for work. I... My gong bath ran long. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me, my friend who works at <laughs> who works at WeWork. She, they do the festival or whatever or they used to, and at that festival, camp? they're not allowed to have meat on the premises at all. Like not even a little bit. Stupid. Can you Damn, imagine? You like can't sneak, even bring your dick on the premises. I hate <laughs> sneaking that. salami into the WeWork summer camp God to listen damn. to I don't know a gong bath. I guess. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> or like one of these motivational <laughs> speakers. All, all joining I fucking hands hate that and like drinking the flavor aid afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you're like, uh, I say on the form that I don't smoke cigarettes because I only smoke stogies. What's with the, what's with the Schwarzenegger the, stuff today? I spend the $26 a month on more stogies. You saw it on the Sunday what's, what's, stream, and these things, like, Milo's mind, oh, yeah. uh, like, things just mm. burrow into it unpredictably. And so. Yeah, that's a, right. It's, my mind is a slop bucket, <laughs> yeah. and periodically it overflows and like, stuff will flow out. Some it, was the, it was the <laughs> shortest video we watched that night, but it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to camera. Talking about his cigars and saying, "I, I, because I don't give a shit. I'm ballsy. I'm a stud." And this apparently like infected Milo. I just love, I just love Arnold voice. Have you ever seen Pumping Iron? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, love that. God, I love when he Having talks sex about with coming. a woman and coming. I'm coming. I'm coming all the time. <laughs> That's the coolest thing you can fucking say. <laughs> Basically, my life is a twenty four seven orgasm. Not bad. I'm sure it is. Not people, bad at all. People ask on the forum if I smoke. I say, no, I'm too busy coming. I'm so, coming right now. I, th- so. I think it, it'd be fun to just have to lose, like, well, we, you know, I'm sorry, family. We can't, uh, we can't order pizza tonight because I lost $40 because Yuri in the basement smoked a cigarette. And now I lost my family non-smoking <laughs> benefits. Just, hey, sorry, excuse me. Um, who touched my gong bath? <laughs> um, it's not Yuri. You're not allowed to masturbate in my gong bath. It's for it's for gonging only. If you want to use it for gonging, that's fine. For anything else, that's inappropriate. Every one of these, uh, like family cells and also hacker teams, must contain one Ukrainian man who refuses to cooperate to serve as an agent of chaos. So mm. I've got one more, one more quick one. Hit me. And this one is just very funny because I've long had a question in the back of my mind that I've never been able to answer. And mm. this company answered it for me. Okay. And it's you also just funny. Start taking the estrogen. <laughs> this is also <laughs> funny because I found it on one of these roundups of like top 100 startups or whatever that get done all the time. Like, if you want to know how I find the startups for this show, that tends to be one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, Kiss FM's top 100 startups. Effectively, this was on a list that had about the methodological rigor of Kiss FM's 100 top startups. Yeah. Um, So this startup is called Crown and Paw. Uh, it's a furry okay, is, it, is it the new Fast and the Furious movie? No, um, it's a restaurant. This is definitely a restaurant. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, a furry themed pub, like Harvesters, but all the servers wear like fursuits. No, or no, no. Or it's like a knighthood service, no. but for your pets. Uh, Olga's Ooh. closest. Oh my god. They have a deconstructed shepherd's pie. 
crown and foot or whatever. Crown and so paw. It's something, it's something pet related. It's something pet related and it's something to do with nobility. This is incredibly stupid. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pedigree twenty three. Very stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've Wait, ever seen. Okay. You can get your pet a knighthood. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. The twenty three and me. Yeah, twenty three and me for, for your dogs. dogs. It's turn your pet into a Renaissance masterpiece. Oh shit! Oh, okay, fuck, it's yeah. A painting. yeah, there we go. That's what <laughs> no, it is. no way. What was this doing on a roundup of 100 this startups? I'll never know. People like get bored of in they five minutes to be on, on Twitter. Why is it called Crown and Paul? Because I find out if my golden retriever is 10 percent just Portuguese. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like so it disown him. I want to see if my golden retriever has an inferior brain pan. <laughs> so effectively. What this is, right, is they say Crown and Paw is a fun-loving custom pet goods brand dedicated to helping pet owners express their love, admiration, and even obsessiveness with their beloved pets. Who admires we do this by their pets? Like, unless it's saved <laughs> you from a burning building, like, you're talking about something, most of the time you're aware of it licking its own asshole, and you're going to be like, yeah, man, I really look up to this thing. This is 100% something my mom would do. 100%. Much like Yuri in the basement. <laughs> so he, they say, we curate authentic 19th century portraits and rare Renaissance era oil paintings and combine them with photos of your pets to make a beautiful print. It's just Wait, Photoshop. So it's, fo- it's Photoshop? <laughs> they don't right. even yes. paint it? No. <laughs> That's Not correct. Fucking rules. Yeah. It's you upload a photo, and our team of incredibly talented artists will do the rest. Applies oil. Our team of Macedonian teenagers. If you're gonna do something that fucking twee and annoying, at least fucking paint it. You know. (laughs) And here's the the thing is, I I I saw this and I was like, pa, I don't give a shit about this. I only like startups that are like funded. I I like to talk about startups that tend to be well funded and. Like even if not like commercially viable, then at least like Successful a real as, thing. Like the metric of yeah. raising funding goes. Yeah, because I think it's more interesting to talk about that than just every random scamming internet business. But this one really, really got to me because after just a small amount of digging, it answered a lot of questions. Because there mm. are large Facebook groups, big ones. Dedicated to people ripped off by Crown and Paw? No. Oh, yeah. The, the, the they Wait, do they not deliver the, the goods? The painting keeps getting pain. older and the dog stays the same age. <laughs> um, Made so my dog basic- look like a slut. <laughs> <laughs> so it's owned by this guy called My Adam- dog's never worn a neck ruff. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's owned by a guy called. Wait, so someone sends in their poor pet a picture of their pet just because they want it printed. They don't want any of the Renaissance stuff. Completely <laughs> um, misunderstood. I so want my, own- you made my pet look like Philip the <laughs> Second. Mm. I wanted him to look like a Habsburg. Wait, Adam, what? Adam Peter Reed, and he is a. Uh, he lives in Newcastle, and. This is it. This answers for me a question I've always had, which is like sometimes on your YouTube ads, or at least on mine, because I'm constantly looking up scammy businesses. So YouTube must think I'm a mark. Mm. Um, you'll get a video that's like, I made over $120,000 d- developing clients online last month. Join my seminar and I'll show you how to do it. Mm. That shit rocks. Adam Peter I love Reed is, that shit. Gary V, Peter, those guys. Adam Peter Reed mm. is one of those guys. Oh, I'm on his Udemy course right now. 24-year-old graduate and entrepreneur with a wealth of experience in online business. You can't have a wealth of experience. You're 24. You're a dumbass. Um, since the age of... Fi- I also have the same Udemy profile here. So he basically says 
He focuses on e-commerce, Shopify, dropshipping, and print-on-demand business models. His achievements to date include six-figure Shopify store valuations and generating over a million dollars in revenue with Shopify dropshipping. And so by doing Mm. this, he also owns other companies called Noble and Posh and Iconic Paw, all of which do the same thing, all of which have litanies of complaints against them. Oh, he's doing Blackwater, but for something like really benign. Like just like just like every time it gets in trouble, just renaming the company. Also, there's some that means there's some fucking guy out there that keeps ordering paintings of his dog. Get another shitty company that does a Renaissance (laughs) dog. I gotta go to the next one. No, I'm 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 thinking Noble and Paul can't be worse than Crown and Paul. There's another. I'm throwing another Renaissance picture of my dog into the trash in frustration (laughs) next to the other two. I don't want my dog to look like Anne of Cleves. I have taste. There's a- absolutely an obscure fucking law enforcement agency that is on this guy's trail too. Like that's the only reason he would have to keep changing it, right? Oh yeah, the ma- the manga and painting inspector. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's that he keeps getting F ratings from the Better Business Bureau, but also you you can use like. I'm not saying he did do this, I don't know, but you can also use like a Shopify plugin to just delete all the bad reviews, but you can't do that with the Better Business Bureau, and so we just can't stop getting Fs. <laughs> so, so that's, I find, I've never known. That ever, guy. I've never known. Sorry, go ahead. I always respect that level of just, fuck it, just scumminess, you know? With the Atticus guy who's trying to be like woke and trying to, present his stuff as a positive thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's just a worm that should be like... <laughs> With this guy, you kind of just embrace... I, I, I find myself embracing just the the fuckitness of it all, where at least I can respect that. Like, he is never going to stop doing this. I would also like to say that at Newcastle University, he started an event called Hashtag Tiger Wednesdays. Um, it doesn't say is what... Is it Tiger Woods related? <laughs> it doesn't say anything about what it is, but then the description of what it is is... There's a, a literal tiger, run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an exercise. It's, it's available in HECA. It's an exercise yeah, program. We cover you in gazelle blood. You're completely naked. There's a tiger in the club. It's blackout. <laughs> so... If you can survive, you can survive in business. So how this, how this how how these companies all work is basically he just has the same contractual relationships with different like dropship printers in like Malaysia. And then he has a U.S. post box and it's all the same U.S. post box. And he just registers full of letters of complaint. And he just re-registers a new company when the old one gets an F on the Better Business Bureau. So I worked at the UPS store for about six months. And there are so many businesses that are just completely fake that will just rent a mailbox so that if anyone looks up their business, they come to the UPS store. And then if so, so oh, they yeah. come and be like, I'm sorry, there's supposed to be this here. I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I can't say blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, well, if it's registered here, I have a complaint. And I'm like, I work at the UPS store. I don't know yeah. what the fuck to tell you, man. I don't know what happened with this painting shorts, of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't paint your dog. I didn't make. I didn't make him look like like Philip the Second. All right. What I will say though is I deliver a lot of those dog paintings, and they don't look good. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. I I like we used to. It used to be that our scammy companies were just like this almost charming <laughs> pet 
Renaissance painting, drop shipping. Not scam exactly, it's a, it's but a, certainly it's a not a victimless good crime, though. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> absolutely. This is a victimless crime. Go go ahead and yeah. do it. If somebody's yeah. mad, Mr. Simpson, that, like, we just make dog paintings here. Yeah. yeah if, my, you made my golden retriever look like he's from Sardinia. I said Duke of Brabant. <laughs> like, okay, fuck you. You deserve yeah. to have your money stolen. <laughs> What are yeah. the what are people's complaints though? Just is it that, that the, they don't receive them? Is that they don't receive them or they're poor quality or you know? I find it you, you would feel like though there would be like a consistent thing like as in like e- either he's not sending any of them or he's sending all of them. No, it's, like, it's, it's 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 because how drop shipping works, right? Is like some of your drop shipping partners will be reliable, but you know slapdash, and other of the drop shipping partners will just not do it. Um, anyway, I just, I really like Crown and Paw and Noble and Posh and Iconic Paw, because it's clearly just this guy being, oh, uh, another F on the Better Business Bureau, uh, okay, how about, um, uh, the Regal Tail, there we go, that is the next one, time to make another $400,000 yeah. before off, I have to do a new one. the same 200 people, I assume? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all of the I old will one day. go into the fireplace, and then you just with, order a new one. With every failed... Fun. renaissance painting of their dog they just get hungrier and hungrier for the perfect renaissance painting of their dog yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's being denied them it's the ultimate forbidden fruit you i swear to god if you don't make on this occasion my labradoodle look like a holy roman emperor (laughs) i like there is gonna be trouble you're the fourth company I've tried. I've had problems. I would like to start a business where it's like Bismarck, but with a dog's body. <laughs> oh, right. The other way. Yeah. Oh. You could, so it's like you could put your dog's ass on like Gustavus Adolphus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Awesome. Yeah, Napoleon, but with a dog penis. All right. Uh, hey, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've also noticed we're, 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 running, we're running up to time here. Uh, so I think I would like to say yeah, he's uh, afraid of talking about Napoleon's dog penis. <laughs> so I think I'd like to say uh, to Branson, thank you very much uh, oh, for no coming problem. on the podcast. And everyone must listen to episode one. It is the funniest podcast that is currently made. Um, and uh, Branson, you also very have. High. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> you also you also have some uh, some news. Oh yeah, I'm getting a book published November 10th called Water Ooh. Wasted. Oh yeah! Congratulations! So, uh, Congratulations! Not self-publishing this one. It's uh, do uh, getting it published like, through a drop shipper in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I t- ordered water wasted, and it looked nothing like my dog. Well, the editor wasn't a strong English speaker, so there's a lot of things that kind of got lost. It was translated into Malaysian and then back into English, and the whole thing. But well, you know, it's out there now. Yeah, it's pu- look. A Malaysian Xerox store is still a publisher. Yeah, <laughs> it was using a now defunct version of a translate program, which was proprietary by Alta Vista. <laughs> we finally right. found Ian Miles Chong's day job. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm um, contractually so- obligated uh, through a contract I could not read. Uh, to mention a variety of different Malaysian soft drinks that I'm not sure. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, dog penis light. Yeah. So, um, check out Water Wasted. Check out E1. Uh, Branson. Once again, thank you very much for coming on. And um, oh yeah, this is gonna be a free episode. So you know what? You know what it is. It's the standard thing. There's a Patreon. There's a Patreon. There's a five dollar episode that comes out in a couple of days. You also know that um, bail funds, we should also put a link to the uh, UK Renters Union mm-hmm. as well on this. Um, mm-hmm. I think they, they need a lot of money as well. 
Uh, but bail funds, you know, that all hasn't yeah, ended. Some of my fellow countrymen are still in jail. Marcus yeah. Brown. Tips, yeah, Marcus. to Atticus LeBlanc, of course. Yeah. 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 We're raising we also... money for the landlord's union. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, we're raising money for the tenants' union so they can buy a present for their landlords. Yeah, with the, with the eviction crisis, lots of landlords have lost their health insurance. So. Surprise your landlord. If you're going to get them a bottle of wine, right, you got to realize these landlords aren't drinking the, you know, night train. They're not drinking the $10 bottle of wine you guys are getting, you know. You got to yeah. get them something nice, $50 minimum. Yeah. He needs Ch- he needs Chateau Latour because of his big, delicious landlord steaks. Yeah, Why not surprise your... your landlord with a huge gong bath in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> Why not surprise that? your landlord with a picture of your dog's penis as Louis XIV? <laughs> Like so, look. Donate to all that stuff, and I'm sure that you know we'll get gong ba- a gong bath for Marcus Braun, who's an incarcerated mm. comrade. All right. Anyway, that's our episode um, title, by the way, a gong bath for Marcus Braun. <laughs> there we go. Mm. There we go. We, it came late, but like we got a house it. For Mr. Um, also, you know the you know the t-shirts. You know the deal. We say it every week. Uh, otherwise, thank you and see you later. Buy a Chashusha t-shirt. Get a free stogie. It's so weird that it's the Arnold voice. <laughs> It's just so bizarre. It's out of nowhere. Please, dear Lord, buy my vinyl on my website, www.rockandrollga.com. Well, goodbye, everyone. There's a game that we play And when they're down at the hog blast Then you know it's match day It's all over the East Indies And it's down in Harlem streets And they're breaking out the polish But it's not for their cleats Put down your work clogs and your glove stand on the home honk it's time to fall in love honk ball hoof the classer on my radio tonight i hear the team announcements and i know the time is right and i know i mustn't say it though i I'm feeling all right. Strap on your cleats.
slags from Denog.